Hello and welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast. My name is Jeff and I will be your host for today. This is episode number 72, Two Weeks of Breathing. That's right, today we are doing a follow-up on our podcast episode number 69, Foundational Breathing Method for Swimming with Dominic Latella from The Swim Box. That's right, he's not here for our interview, uh, but it is a discussion on what we've been doing on our swim team and developmental two groups to implement the things we talked about in episode number 69, Foundational Breathing Method. Today we are talking about the foundational breathing method from Dominic Latella and the swimbox.com. And this is a follow-up on implementation to that method in our swim program. Now, if you're not familiar, I coach uh, a USA swimming team uh, four days a week for uh, two hours every day. And at those practices, um, I am coaching the developmental one, which are the beginners. Uh, they have to pass a tryout to join the team and the developmental two group, which is immediately after it. Um, we re restructured, if you're familiar with my coaching experience, we did restructure our format a little bit. So instead of coaching for three of the first three introductory groups, I'm coaching the first two. And we kind of um, made the requirements to get out of that second group similar to what they were for the third group before. Uh, so it's a little less time on me, um, but a little bit more kids uh, to get through the program and a little bit faster. So um, the first two groups are developmental one and developmental two. And we've been working on the foundational breathing method in small pieces with the uh, developmental one group. Now, specifically in the developmental one group, we've been doing the dry land exercises now, if you go to theswimbox.com and enroll in the foundational breathing course, uh, you can see exactly all the, uh, once you're enrolled in it, you're going to get access to, of course, the course itself, uh, in addition to all the dry land exercises that Dominic and uh, his wife go through and some other people as well in the course and describe and demonstrate in there with videos and pictures and, and descriptions. Uh, as well as a dry land training program. and uh, But we've adapted it for our 5 to 10-year-old swimmers that don't know anything about swimming and have just started their swim team. And you may be thinking, like, why are you doing dry land for beginners? Uh, and I've answered this question before in a previous podcast, but basically uh, we use it as a fun introduction to our group uh, where we do swimming specific skills on land with the use of mirrors in a dance studio. And we um, play games and do activities with a swimming perspective. Uh, so we'll do like yoga poses, but refer to them 
uh, as swimming specific things like mountain pose as soldier, uh, streamline uh, is streamline, of course, uh, position 11. We'll do all these things on land. So when we cue, when we say them in the water, we have a visual and physical cue already in place. So our participants know what we're talking about. Um, and it's a fun, interesting way to kind of get kids to get involved in the group dynamic, uh, have a relationship with the coaches outside of the water uh, where they're in the habit of listening and follow directions. Um, and we can have a little bit more fun in a different way that doesn't involve the coach just telling them what to do in the water. So our developmental one group, we spend, we've exclusively done dry land specific breathing focused, uh, a small sprinkling of some of the stuff I'm going to talk about in this episode, um, with them, but our primary focus here has been with the developmental two group. Now, there's a distinction here between developmental one and developmental two. Developmental two has to prove that they can follow directions and operate in a group environment. If you're on developmental one, part of what separates the uh, swimmers from the beginner, the true one group from the developmental two group, is can you follow directions, do what we're asking you to do, and do you know what's going on? That's kind of a big step, and it's kind of nebulous. It's not very um, specific, but generally, if you're willing to follow directions in our small groups, if you're willing to follow directions in our short-distance swimming, and even our 25s or 50s, then you're generally pretty good at manipulating your body in such a way that we need it you know, ability-wise before you start swimming longer distances and doing more challenging things. A lot of the things that we do in Developmental 2 are multi-step, multi-stage skills. So there's different levels of progression, and they require you to have a base of knowledge. You have to know what streamline is. You have to know what position 11 is. You have to be able to do it effectively. You have to look at a clock and be able to read numbers. You know, there are all these kind of things that um, framework-wise that you need to show before you can be in that group which is why we've limited this, why I've limited this breathing focus to the developmental two group because I could get a better handle of whether my participants were responding or not. So um, what often happens, um, so I'm just going to start, I'm going to talk to you about what we did in our developmental two group. Now you know why we did it with developmental two because um we have this basis so we can start, I can start introducing more complicated steps. Uh, and I was confident that they'd be able to follow through with those steps because they've already demonstrated their ability to follow multi-step directions um, by virtue of being in developmental too. And they also are able to swim freestyle, backstroke. Uh, they need to be able to streamline, do position 11 for a 25 without stopping. So uninterrupted position 11, they can breathe. Um, and they have some exposure to breaststroke and butterfly. So they kind of know what those terminology, the, the terms are for them. So developmental two, what have we done? First thing I did, uh, was we don't do a, a, a similar dry land as we do for the developmental one group. It's not coach led. It's a swimmer led dry land. And for our dry land, uh, I put, five big belly breaths, or as Dominic would call them, crocodile breaths. Um, and well, actually he wouldn't because they're not the same thing. So a big belly breath 
is one of those things where when you inhale and exhale, you want to exclusively move your belly to make the breath happen. And this is kind of playing on the whole idea that by doing something in a segment or a small portion, we learn how to do it for the rest of our body, which is the whole principle behind many of the drills in swimming. Like position 11, you're never really going to swim in position 11, but you we do it because it promotes balance, it promotes posture, and it promotes a long reach, which is one of the more important skills to have when you're swimming. And it's a good reference point. So when we're talking about the different strokes, we can say, well, just hit position 11 with every stroke and the swimmer will know, okay, position 11 is this fully extended hand above my head or above my shoulders. So when I swim, I should be reaching or extending into that position. It's the same way with big belly breaths. Our ultimate goal is to engage our whole torso or our whole core with our breath and thereby we'll be able to, uh, and if we can maintain it, our core will be engaged. And, and I know this is, this is kind of a sticking point for, for uh, Dominic is you can't really, there's like a few ways you can engage your core. And that's one of those buzzwords that swimming coaches really like to say is engage your core. Um, but if you squeeze your stomach to engage your core, you can't really maintain that. And it kind of requires you to hold your breath so you can't perform as an athlete. The alternative to that, which Dominic outlines in his course, Foundational Breathing Method, and you can see more information of our conversation in episode number 69. And of course, I'll put the links in the show notes. Uh, but what he talks about is that the foundational breathing method is if you fill up your breath, use you know expanding in all directions, 360 degrees, so your chest is expanding, your belly is expanding, your back is expanding, your lower back is expanding, your shoulders. If you fill your body with breath that much to about 80% full, you can maintain that level of fullness or engagement with your core through, through significantly less effort just by maintaining your breath in a certain way. So by doing belly breaths, so by doing big belly breaths, five big belly breaths as part of the self-guided swimming, uh, the dry land program, then my participants in developmental two are doing a drill. So they're targeting their belly. So later on, when I ask them to make everything big, they already have a reference. Okay. If I move this way, only my belly moves. How else, what else do I need to move to make the rest of my body expand with my inhale? Right. So it's a drill. It's a, um, it's a, it's a piece that works for the greater whole. And there's, there's a podcast or there's actually a um, blog entry that discusses this on the website. Uh, and it is underneath, I believe it's underneath the um, resource tab or swim. I'm sorry, it's not. It's under the swimming guide tab, I believe. And it's called Variations on Standard Techniques for Better Swimming. And this is a quote from... Go swim and introducing variations on standard techniques may allow an athlete to gain advantage in another area they're swimming. It, it may, it may because like some athletes refuse to acknowledge the, the benefit. It does. I mean, it's the whole principle behind doing drills. Um, we do drills so we can, it's a variation on a standard technique. It's something different in order to get our 
target skill better. Um, it's kind of approaching your skill sideways. But so the breathing, the big belly breath during our self-guided dry land is one of these drills. It's a variation on a standard technique of breathing in order to get better at crocodile breathing. Uh, so that's the first thing we did is we layered in uh, just a, a focus on the breath. So even mentioning it at all, kind of sowing those seeds of, you know, this is an important thing that you need to be paying attention to. Um, and in developmental one group, we do a lot of like stand next to the mirror and touch the mirror with your belly button by using your breath. So they can't be touching to begin with, and then they have to take a breath and touch the mirror with their belly button. And that's, that's again, a precursor. It's a, it's a variation on a standard technique to get better at um, another area of their swimming. In this case, their breath. So the first thing, like I said, we, the self-guided dry land, uh, the big belly breaths, and then five no belly breaths, which is you can move your chest, but you can't move your belly. Uh, and again, it's the same thing. It's like kind of pairing these two opposites that aren't really opposites, but kind of making them opposites and then forcing the the participants, the children, the kids, even adults at this point, um, if they wanted to be involved in this, using their breath in different ways and then recognizing the differences between the two breaths. And then when I ask them later on to make everything big, then they have to kind of think like, oh, I know how to do a big belly breath. I know how to do a big chest breath. What if I push them together and do both at the same time? And then it's more relatable to the swimmer. So like I said, the first part is the big belly dry land, self-gated dry land, and the big chest or the no belly breath on the dry land. Then uh, we follow this standard pattern. Now, if you're looking for information on swim teams, um, there is uh, a resource on the website, swimminglessonsideas.com, under the store tab. Uh, it's the third item down, uh, and this is actually the last item on the list here. Um, and it is the Trello board access to swim lesson plans and developmental swim lesson practice. So this is the uh, $9.99 a month. I put all of our swim team practices on this Trello Trello.com, so it's T-R-E-L-L-O.com, and it's a um, productivity resource, but it's really useful for writing practices for me because we reuse a lot of the same format and structure, and I can just plug in the, the minor variations every day, and we follow this general pattern of warm-up, um, 100 IM kick, 225 position 11, uh, a question of the day, and I always put the question of the day on there, so if you're ever looking for ideas, you can check them out. Um, and then 425s of something, and then we'd split up into two groups. So there's group one and group two, and we go about half the distance of the pool. Usually the, to the flags are a little bit longer, uh, but it's in these small groups that we do most of our teaching. So our instruction on deck like the teaching aspect of our coaching comes from these small groups and the shorter distances with high volumes and a lot of repetition and a lot of specific feedback in order to achieve excellence at their given task. For example, a common activity we do is everybody goes three times, do a streamline, and then do a flip. Another common activity that we do very frequently is Everybody goes three times, do a streamline with flutter kick, and then do three strokes of freestyle. 
um, and then stop, move over, and come back. And this is using the rotation method. Sorry, if you're hearing this, this is my phone uh, beeping, and I'll get that gone. Um, but uh, in our small groups here, so that's where we started introducing this concept of breathing. Uh, and we've already, so they've already been exposed to like the big belly, the big chest breaths, or the, the small chest breaths. And um, I would, I drew a picture on the board. And I'm going to include this picture on the uh, show notes. So I drew it in OneNote, which is where I do my planning for a lot of things. But um, I'll do a screenshot of it so you can see what I'm referring to. Uh, and basically, it's just a picture of a man or a person um, with their torso filled in with a different color of marker. And I drew this on the whiteboard um, at, our, uh, at our practice. And then filled in like the torso. So I asked the question, what is a torso? So it's the part that your arms and your legs attach to, like the middle of your body. And we want to fill that up 80%. So not all the way, but 80%. And I drew a bunch of arrows like out of the body to indicate that like the 360 degree breathing is uh, you're breathing in all directions. So you're expanding your body around your spine. So your chest is pushing out forward. Your back is pushing out backwards. Your lower back is pushing away from your stomach. Your belly button is pushing, um, expanding away from your spine. And your whole body is kind of rounding out when you inhale. Um, so I, I wrote on, you know, 80%. And then we did some like small activities like fill up to 50%, fill up to 100%, fill up to 0% or 1%. And then, okay, fill up to 80%. And I would kind of like move my hand on my chest as I inhaled to indicate, you know, this is almost full. And then I asked them to keep it at 80% for like a walk around the pool. Um, and so it was this slow introduction of things. And we would talk about this on deck and then we would get in and do one of these familiar activities like three times streamline. And the idea was, you know, I wasn't explicitly at first for the first uh, week because we've been doing this for two weeks. So we just started our spring season. And after talking to Donat Dominic Latella in episode number 69, uh, the foundational breathing method for swimmers, um, after talking to him, I wanted to implement it and, and see how I could integrate this into our swim team. And so we've had two weeks since that episode aired of swim team in our spring session because the winter session, short course yards, is finished and we're starting our long course meter season. And uh, for the first week, I just talked about these different breathing techniques during our small group sessions. Um, and then we did a, a, an easily achievable activity. So three times streamline, three times streamline with a flip. Uh, everybody goes three times, do three streamline and then three strokes of freestyle or five strokes with one breath and then a flip. Um, you know, a bunch of variations, backstroke, um, variations on uh, simple activities that we do in this three times streamline plus something format, which is standard. It's core. Uh, I would call it um, canon for our swimming program, including our swim lessons. Um, so it was just kind of like in, uh, a, an on land precursor activity to what they were used to doing already. And my hope, and, and again, my, my intention, cause I'm playing the long game, right? I'm looking at these swimmers as 
uh, progressive long-term age group and beyond swimmers. Um, I want them to establish habit and I want to get into their mind and make sure that they're thinking about what I want them to think about. And I'm going to go into this a little bit later, but um, this was not, it, it, it didn't seem to be directly attached to anything because I didn't really attach it to any swimming specific skill. It was more, we're talking about breathing, we're doing activities that require you to breathe in a certain way, and that's it for the first week. The second week, we did the same thing. So stand on the deck, um, we would do things like, okay, inhale 100% and hold it for three seconds and then relax. And then if a minute later, we would do, all right, inhale to 1% and hold it for 10 seconds and then relax. So part of this is like kind of like breathing in, holding, and then breathing out and holding a little bit of that. And then we would do, okay, fill up to 50% and hold it for 10 seconds and then relax. And a minute later, we would do, okay, fill up to 80%. But now you have to tell your partner three sentences about what you did today. But while you're talking, keep yourself at 80%. So they had to breathe in and out, keeping their breath at 80%, and they had to do something else. So they had to do a variation on swimming, which would be talking to their partner whilst keeping their breath at 80%, um, just like swimming in the water. So you keep yourself at 80%, but you inhale and exhale as you're swimming because you, you have to breathe, right? But you also want to maintain the 80% while you're swimming. Um, the idea here being that if you can keep your, your torso full of air for 80% and, and using not just your stomach or not just your chest, but you kind of engaging everything with your breath and expanding your body with your breath um, and maintaining it while you're swimming, inhaling and exhaling, you're going to have a better stroke. Um, and that's ultimately our goal here is how can we swim better, more efficiently and faster? And it starts with our breathing. Hence the name foundational. So um, this, this activity, uh, take a breath, fill yourself up to 80%, keep yourself there, and talk to your partner for three sentences. It's not very easy. It's actually really difficult for me to do. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It was a good challenge, and they, they enjoyed it. And then, and then the second week, which was the last week here, I connected it back to the pool and back to swimming. And I said, okay, we just focused on our breathing. We just talked about 80%. Now I want you to take a breath, get yourself to 80% full, and then do your streamline. And so that was the target. That was the focus. Um, and I didn't really talk so much about the streamlines because at this point, their streamlines should be pretty good. It should be exact at this point. But um, what I was watching for, and, and Dominic goes into this a little bit in his uh, interview when we're talking or his phone call conversation with me in episode number 69, Foundational Breathing Method for Swimmers. He talks about this a little bit. Like, what do you, like, how do you, figure out that your participants are actually doing what you're asking them to. And he gives an example of one of his 11-year-old swimmers who kind of fishtails, um, so their, their hips are w wiggling and wobbling through the water while they swim freestyle. And then after a lot of diligent breathing work uh, and doing the foundational breathing method while they're swimming, so filling to about 80% and then doing smaller breaths throughout the person or not breathing at all and maintaining that fullness, um, 
the wiggling, the fishtailing kind of disappeared. So I was watching for that. And like my goal was to look out for, okay, are my developmental two swimmers going to be less erratic with their motions? Are their streamlines going to be tighter and faster? Um, are they going to be more buoyant? Um, is there their, their core, their, their torso, their stomach and chest, is it going to be more, um, not rigid isn't the right word, but stable. So they're going in a straighter line because they're not wiggling or making those micro motions back and forth. Um, and the answer was, was yes. I mean, I couldn't tell every time and it's because I don't think I knew exactly like I didn't know what exactly to look for for beginners that were just attempting this. Overall, like the reason I say yes is because yes, like overall, my general impression and and um, feeling about this on the deck and even afterwards was that it was effective, was that uh, the people that engaged with this and actually put the time to think and listen to what I was saying had better streamlines, and then when we kind of layered in the swimming, um, had better strokes during their swimming when they weren't explicitly being told about their breathing. So there were, I think there were two days where we didn't do the breath discussion, and the day immediately afterwards, I remember thinking to myself, wow, it really does make a difference when we talk about it. So like, well, I didn't necessarily know exactly what I was looking for because I'm not as in tune with the nuance of who's maintaining their breath at 80% and doing small breaths to maintain it versus who's just holding their breath or who's just not doing it at all. Like I'm not confident yet on the small specifics that can tell me who's participating what I'm asking them to do or not. Because you can't really see it in the water unless you're looking at kind of the results of it. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I expect with more intimacy with this, more more using it, then I'm going to be a lot more familiar with it. But I believe it's going to take a little bit more time and, you know, hands-on, not necessarily hands-on, but like in, in the weeds of it in order to get a good handle on what I should be looking for specifically um, beyond just like the results of the breathing. So, um, let me just go into what we did, uh, attached to it in the water so you can get a good example maybe, and you can work off of this as you're going through your own program. Uh, like I said, we did a lot of discussion about breathing on the deck. We did crocodile breaths where they lay on a kickboard. The, they put the kickboard on their face and underneath their chest and then put their hands underneath their chest like they're a vampire or in a coffin, you know. And then they breathe, making their belly expand. Uh, so their, their body rises up and down uh, and their sides kind of expand side out, outwards like a crocodile laying on the ground. And I drew a picture of a crocodile and um, filled up his like belly area with, with a different color pen and talked about breathing like a crocodile. So we did that on land. Um, we talked about it. I've already gone into this a little bit. In the water, um, we did streamlines with 80% full. We did streamlines with 1% full. Uh, and this is just a streamline, so it's not, I mean, it's like three seconds underwater. Um, like streamline underwater to the flags. And then we did streamline with three strokes at 80% full, 
Streamline with three strokes at 100% full. Um, streamline with five strokes in one breath, but it's a pretend breath. Now, this is an idea that I got from Dominic from our conversation, episode number 69. Um, it's a pretend breath. So you turn your head, but you don't actually breathe in. So it's getting in the habit of, uh, you know, maintaining that 80% even when your body is rotating, you know, when it's changing position, you still maintain that tightness or that fullness of, with your breath. Um, so we, we did that for um, a, a number of our small groups. Um, and then that's about as far as we've gotten with it so far. Uh, then we did some 25s where I mentioned, you know, while you're swimming, you want to make sure you're maintaining this this 80% full. Make You're going to have to take more breaths. We did like 25s where you swim normally or at what your normal is, and you count the number of breaths you take. And then we did another 25 where I didn't talk about the 80% full or engaging or crocodile breath or anything like that. But I did say I want you to take more breaths. So... If you did 15 breaths on the last 25, I want you to take 20 breaths on this one. And if you did 20 breaths on the last 25, I want you to take more breaths this time. So um, the goal here being that they would maintain the full core breath. So like inhale and expand everything and then kind of keep it that way. In order to keep that way, you have to do a lot of smaller breaths to keep um, you don't want to exhale completely, like like blow everything out because then you deflate yourself. And you don't want to fill up completely because then you'd have to exhale right away and you'd be you know, like hyperventilating. But in order to keep it maintained, you can do a lot of smaller breaths, like uh, quicker, smaller breaths. And the tension will remain in your, your core and your body, but you'll still be breathing at a, at a good pace to maintain aerobic activity. So my hope was I could tell them to increase the amount of breaths they take and give them the, the tool or the resource or the vehicle through which they could then make the connection on their own. Okay, to keep it, I need to do more breaths and therefore I'm doing more breaths now, so I'm going to keep it that way. Kind of like a, a chain connection here. Um, and then I was explicit with it. Um, again, did it work? Was it effective? Yes. Um, I say that with a question because the kids that paid attention, it worked really well with. The kids that didn't care or didn't pay attention, nah, not so much. Um, so I guess I should change that answer. Was it effective? Did it work? Emphatically, yes, with the caveat that only for the kids that were actually in, interested in paying attention and responsive to the instruction and to the kind of the the long buildup and flow of the last two weeks. Which leads me to um, my final points about this. I'm going to wrap this up. So I think this is fantastic. I, I'm totally on board. I am. I, I think it's, it's a great, excellent tool uh, that you should be using in your swim programs. Um, I think that it is... Um, uh, very effective at swimming well. And I think it just makes common sense. I mean, why are we not talking about breathing when it is so fundamental? Hence the name, foundational breathing. Why is it so, why are we kind of ignore breathing in swimming when it 
dominates your thought. I know when I swim on the master's team, I'm constantly thinking about taking my next breath because for me, um, that kind of like overrides my brain. Like I, you know, yes, I'm thinking about streamline, but it's a habit for me at this point. Yes. I'm thinking about the long extensions, but what I'm really thinking about is, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I need to breathe. This is so hard. (laughs) You know, like that's what I'm what just running through my head. And then I get into this cadence, this rhythm of my breath. And it, why are we not talking about that with our swim team kids? Why do we not talk about having a pattern to your breath? Why do we not talk about the number of breaths that you should take or that you shouldn't take? Or, you know, why is this something? I know that there are coaches that still think that you shouldn't be breathing um, when you're swimming, but like maybe you should be. You know, maybe you should be maintaining this this 80% breath uh, with more frequent breathing in order to be a better swimmer. You know, why are we not talking about that when it comes to a 200 freestyle or even a 100 freestyle? Um, I can make a good argument why you should only take one or two breaths on the 50 free. But again, if you're doing it with this focus on your breath and filling your abdominal cavity, not just your abdominal cavity, but your whole um, torso cavity with with the, the, the tension of your breath, your inhale using your diaphragm, um, then you're going to have a better 50 freestyle, right? So you, and, and the breaths that you do take are going to maintain that tension, maintain that engaged core so you can have a better swim. You can be more buoyant, you can be faster, you have better posture and a better swim. Um, so this brings me to, again, that, that tangent brings me to the challenges of the foundational breathing method and the success is that it's effective, that it works, that it's worth doing the challenge and the difficulty that I'm having with it continuing is how do we implement this with kids that have a hard enough time following physical things like streamline or swimming in position 11 or aiming your face at the floor, which is boring. I get it, but like it's a habit. How do we get them to focus on their breath without being able to noticeably see whether or not they're doing what we're asking them to do. And my first thought here is that we can look at the number of breaths they're taking to make sure that they're at a, a high enough rate so it, it, it at least appears as if they're doing the breathing method that we're talking about. So an almost full, fully body expanded breath and then a lot of smaller breaths to maintain that tension. Um so we can kind of look at the ancillary things like number of breaths. Are they taking a lot of breaths? Um, does their chest kind of look full? Does their body look buoyant? Are they staying on the surface? Are their legs dropping? You know, we can look at these secondary things, but it's really difficult to see in the water um, from the land if they're following through with this. So that's my number one challenge is how do I know they're doing it right? How do I know that they're actually engaging with me? I can kind of tell with my swimmers because I know them so well when I have a a rapt audience, when I have people that are listening and engaged and, you know, nodding their head and, you know, but getting to that point isn't always easy or achievable. Some days they're just troublemakers in the group and I can't get to that high level of attention and focus that I need to in order to feel like my discussion on breathing is effective. Because sometimes 
when I am coaching and they're disruptive kids that are, you know, they're not going to pay attention to me talking about doing a breath to the side. Why are they going to, you know, they're, they're, they have no incentive personally, internally, um, to pay attention to breathing in a certain fashion. Um, and it can be disruptive to the whole group and, and not just disruptive, but like, even if you're not motivated to kind of focus on your breathing, you know, those diligent, like wanting to please kids, they'll be doing it. Um, but I don't know if how to tell them when they're doing it wrong. You know, like I I can't see if they're doing it too much or if they're not taking enough breath or, you know, it's hard to tell. That's why I've been relying a lot on the dry land stuff. Um, I think that that's what I'd like to see is, is how do you know better in the moment if it's effective, your instruction is effective. Um, like I said, you can, I can kind of feel it. I can see, like I said, I can, I, yes, it works, but like I struggle looking at the one kid, like, is he doing it? Like maybe it looks different a little bit, but it's hard to tell. I think it's good. Um, that's kind of the impression that I get. And overwhelmingly, I know after, so after these two weeks, their freestyle, because we've used it exclusively with freestyle so far, has significantly improved, right? So our, our body posture, our line, our rotation on breathing, you know, to the side, uh, the head to lifting up to breathe, it's all improved overall. And I don't think that's because we've done a lot of skill work on those specific things. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's, it's directly related directly to the breathing discussion we've been having. And um, having more breaths and not lifting your head. And this focus on a, a full 80% breath uh, makes it easier to do the rotation breathing to the side, um, which is an interesting side side effect because if you're, you're putting tension on your insides by holding your, you're not holding your breath, but filling your breath, then it makes it easier to rotate to the side. Uh, and it's harder to kind of lift your head up because it would squeeze your muscles and then you would you would lose some of that 80 percent so um i think that's been really helpful it it, it has been working i'm really a big fan and we're going to continue to work with this i'm putting a pin in it i guess on how do we go about effectively giving feedback in order to make it better um i want to know what you do in your program are you uh, have you gone through the foundational breathing method on the swimbox.com with dominic latella have you uh, use that course uh, for yourself to kind of get an idea of what we're talking about. Um, or have you just listened to our conversations and try to implement it on your own? Um, I want to know what you think and uh, get your feedback on this. So if you want to send me an email, jeff at swimmingideas.com. Uh, you can connect with me on Twitter or on Facebook at Swimming Ideas. Um, I'm aware of both. I'm not always active on them. Uh, it's tend to put a lot of my focus on either Instagram at swimming ideas or on uh, the website. So you can always make a comment there as well or or email. It seems to be the the most efficient or best way people connect with me is through email. uh, Jeff at swimming ideas.com. Let me know what are your thoughts with foundational breathing method and have you been using it? And did you find this useful and helpful? Um, I think it's going to be a good way for you to start dipping your toes into it. And if you're going to be uh, implementing it in your swim lessons, 
Um, I'm particularly interested to see your results and your process for doing that. Um, I think we're going to go through another six weeks here. I'm going to go through the full spring session with developmental two and foundational breathing and then expand it to um, swim lessons in the fall. Uh, and maybe we'll do some lesson plans and stuff where we can integrate that for swim lessons. So um, I'm going to take a, sl- a long, slow road with this, but um, I think that I'll, the diligence there will be more beneficial to you, dear listener, um, and uh, you'll get more use out of it that way. So uh, definitely fill me in. Give me your thoughts. Let me know uh, what you think about the foundational breathing method and if you've used it in your program. I do want to hear back from you uh, regarding that. So. Uh, Thank you for your time. I do appreciate you listening to this podcast episode. And without you, I wouldn't be doing it. Um, And uh, take a look at our site, swimminglessonsideas.com slash store. And we do have the developmental swim practices. You can see everything we do at practice there. Uh, $9.99 a month. You get access to all the Trello boards from the last year and a half. Um, and you can see the new product, the general lesson plans. Uh, these are level specific one sheets that you can use, uh, for your more veteran instructors and they're really useful and they're $9.99 right now. Uh, so go check that out. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate you coming here and tomorrow we can teach better lessons together. Take care. (music) 